Welcome to the Gut Podcast on the paper, Blue Poo, Impact of Gut Transit Time on the Gut Microbiome Using a Novel Marker, published in Paper Copy and Gut in September 2021. My name is Dr. Philip Smith, Digital and Education Editor of Gut and Consultant Gastroenterologist at the Royal Liverpool Hospital, Liverpool United Kingdom, and extend a very warm welcome to Dr. Sarah Berry, Department of Nutritional Sciences at King's College, London, in the United Kingdom. Dr. Berry is the senior author in this excellent paper. Dr. Berry, thank you so much for joining me today. I know it's been hectic with COVID and all sorts of things in your life, so thank you very much. And thank you for doing the podcast and congratulations on your excellent paper. To lead straight into your first question, could I ask you to explain the background to your study and why researching this area is important? So firstly, thanks, Philip, for inviting me uh, to join you on this podcast. And yeah, to to give you some context to this paper, it actually came about from our Zoe Predict programme of studies, which is a huge personalised nutrition programme involving thousands of participants that we've been really deeply phenotyping to obtain really high-precision multi-omic data um, at a really high scale, as well as many other exploratory outcomes, one of which was transit time measured uh, by the appearance of blue poo, which is uh, what we'll be discussing in more detail today. But firstly, just to give you some more context, the overarching aim of this programme was to unravel firstly how we respond to food, how much variability there is in our responses to food, and secondly, what determines this variability and what role the microbiome plays in the interplay between our diets and health. And the key findings from our PREDICT programme of research was that there was a huge variability in our responses to foods. There was about a 20-fold difference in how different individuals responded to exactly the same foods. And we found that this was only in part determined by genetics, with most of the variability due to modifiable factors, including our weight, including how we eat. So by this, I mean our sleep or how much exercise we've had or time of day. But also, and really importantly, we found that our own unique microbiome composition had a really important role in determining how we respond to food and shaping this variability that we see between individuals in how they respond to food. So given the strong association between the microbiome and our responses to food, we took a really deep dive into the microbiome with the expertise of Professor Nicholas Agata's group at Trento University. And we identified a microbiome diet health signature, which in brief was uh, two different clusters of microbes. One of these clusters was associated with both healthy measures of diet and favorable health outcomes from inflammation to postprandial responses. And the other cluster was associated with poor measures of both diet and health. And so in the context of our wider predict results that I briefly highlighted, and given that there's emerging evidence to show that gut transit time is a modulator of host microbiome interactions, as part of the predict program, we also measure transit time to assess the relationship between transit time and the microbiome and also to explore the utility of using this novel blue dye method as an inexpensive but also scalable technique to measure transit time. And this is a really important component of the work, given how expensive and burdensome other methods such as radiopaque markers, for example, are. And we did this really simply. We fed thousands of our predict participants muffins containing blue food dye, and we recorded the time that it took from eating the blue muffins to the appearance um, of blue poo. 
Thank you, Dr. Berry. That's fascinating. And can I first say I love the title of your, your paper. It's fantastic. In particular, what are the new findings your study has found? Thanks, Philip. Uh, we had lots of fun coming up with that title. So the, the findings in the study, firstly, are that we observed that gut transit time measured using this blue dye method was really strongly associated with microbiome composition. And we also saw that the gut microbiome composition was predictive of the different gut transit time clusters that we categorized people into. So this was a fast cluster, which was less than 14 hours, a normal cluster, which was 14 to 58 hours, and a slow cluster, which was anything more than 59 hours. And we also observed a positive association between transit time and microbiome richness and abundance. And specifically, we observed that the longer transit time is linked with very specific microbes, such as Akkermansia and Bacterioides, for example. Secondly, we found that the blue dye method of transit time is a more informative marker of gut microbiome function than traditional measures of store consistency and frequency. So when we separated participants according to these uh, transit time clusters of fast, normal and slow that I just mentioned, we found that comparing the slow and the fast clusters explained about 17% of the variance in beta diversity, which compares to about 11% for Bristol stool form types. And thirdly, we observed that transit time was independently related to both visceral fat mass and also postprandial measures, with a longer transit time associated with greater visceral fat mass um, and also higher postprandial glucose and lipid responses. And we know that those people eliciting higher postprandial glucose or lipid responses have higher risk of cardiometabolic disease. Thank you. That's very clear and fascinating. So, Dr. Berry, how might your study impact on? clinical practice in the foreseeable future? Okay, so that's a good question, a slightly challenging question. But I think as we're starting to understand the importance of the microbiome in such a diverse range of health outcomes from mental health to cardiovascular disease, any simple measures that we can implement remotely that don't require specialist staff or, or clinic visits are going to be really valuable to clinical practice. And I think this Blue Poo method, alongside the many other remote methodologies that we've been using in our PREDICT program of research, such as continuous glucose monitoring, activity monitoring, highlight the potential value in using simple remote home testing techniques alongside more intensive clinical techniques to monitor health in particular, um, you know, the complex interplay between diet and microbiome health. So I think it highlights a bigger picture, really, and a bigger story that's going on here. And uh, I think it's also important to acknowledge the fun aspect to this method. It's a really great way to raise awareness of the importance of gut health and our microbiome. And an example of this is the Blue Poop campaign that was launched on the back of this research by the nutrition health tech company, Zoe, who actually funded this research. And this resulted in a viral gut health awareness campaign, which has got millions of people talking about gut health and has really raised the awareness of the importance of taking care of our microbiome in order to improve not just our gut health, but also our overall health. For those that are interested in doing this at home, you can uh, simply add about one gram of uh, blue food dye to your food. Uh, this can be either using a muffin recipe as we used in our study, or you can add it to anything that you're eating, whether it's yogurt, for example, or your breakfast seal. And then you can see how long it takes to see the blue appear in your poo. 
For those that are interested, we found on average in our population, which was a healthy population, it took about 29 hours from when people consumed the blue muffins to when they saw the blue in their poo. Thank you, Dr. Berry. I mean, I absolutely love the methodology and I, I can see why it's kind of captured the public's imagination completely. How might this study impact on research priorities in the foreseeable future? Where, where's next? So I think, again, if we think of this in the context of all this increasing evidence supporting the importance of the microbiome in a vast range of human health measures, alongside the emerging evidence that we can modulate the microbiome through diet, that it's not all predetermined by our, our genes. I think this study highlights the value to us in using this blue poo method in this expanding area of microbiome related research so that we can better calibrate the studies and disentangle the microbiomarkers linked with you know, our condition of interest from those biomarkers due to differences in, in transit time. And also really importantly, at less than about $1 ago, uh, this blue dye method can actually be applied in really large scale epidemiological studies, which I think is really important to advance and continue move, moving forward in the whole arena of diet microbiome health research. Once again, thank you very much for doing the podcast. I think this has been incredibly interesting. And uh, again, congratulations on your fantastic paper being published in GUT. I think it's a really interesting paper and definitely captured the public's imagination as, as discussed. To our listeners, thank you for listening today. Um, the link to the paper is underneath this podcast, so please click on the paper and ha have a good read of that. And uh, thank you again for joining us and um, do join us for future good podcasts.